What's up guys, Sports and Reports here. It's your boy Nate alongside with Matt and Ryan. And uh, on today's episode, we have a lot to discuss, including some XFL players, our new segment, Where in the World's AB? And of course, Who's Your Goat? You know, giving, giving us your best, you know, greatest of all time player. So uh, without further ado, we'll get right into it, Matt. What's going on in NXFL, man? So with the XFL, players were... Um, they were they were told that they were allowed to sign with NFL teams. So, you know, it's no surprise PJ Walker, uh, who was you know the unofficial MVP of the XFL, um, he went and signed with the Carolina Panthers. Um, a lot of other players have signed with other teams as well, but I mean that's the big one, which I feel like um, gets us right into the next thing, which is good move or bad move. Do you like the PJ Walker signing with the Carolina Panthers? Well, I'm actually kind of curious about that because um, now that they have uh, the XFL players going and uh, making these NFL deals, um, kind of curious on what's going to happen to the XFL, you know, and that type of aspect. You know, you're, you're getting rid of all of the good players in the XFL. Uh, I, I guess, will the XFL still be the same? Or, yeah, you know, or if will, it will come back. Or will, like, the, the dynamic... You know, when you have good players, not saying that we want to keep those players in the XFL mm-hmm. to stay in the XFL forever. By all means, we, we definitely want to see them progress. But, um, but like, you're you're also going to see guys from the NFL who aren't the NFL's top players, but yeah. they're going to swap from the NFL not being able to make a team there and go right see to the XFL, XFL where they can make a team and be a star player. I mean, think about P.J. Walker. Right. He had no chance at starting in the NFL, and he yeah. still really doesn't have a chance. Right. And it, it's kind of funny to me now because now I'm viewing the XFL as like a G League, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean... It's like a minor league. Exactly, like a minor league, league. Where, where, where you show what you got. Remember the guy that was on the uh, Cleveland Browns on during the preseason? Oh, she, Sheehy? Yeah, Sheehy. He's yeah. actually in the, in the XFL now. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I feel like that's also a good way for, uh, you know, players in the XFL to really make a name for themselves, to show, you know, what the NFL was missing. Definitely so, get a shot, so... From my perspective, I just don't think that the NFL is going to allow that to happen. Yeah. The NFL is a billion-dollar industry, and they are mm-hmm. not going to allow somebody to come in and take the revenue that was previous, previously theirs. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't think the XFL uh, goal is to take the revenue. I mean, I think we as you know, as NFL lovers, football lovers, we just wanted to see football all year round, and I think that's what the XFL has given us. Now, again, you know. Like you said, it's a multi-billion-dollar, you know, sporting industry. There's no way in hell I would see the XFL taking over, and uh, you know, the NFL for sure, without well, a doubt. Well, what do you think, Panthers signing um, PJ Walker is a good it, move it, or I bad think, move? I think it was a good move. I, my hats off to you know Walker. I definitely wish him you know best of luck. You know, being behind Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, maybe he'll get his time to shine for sure. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a good move too. Just the simple fact that like you have this guy who just you know, there wasn't any football going on besides the XFL. So you had the highlight of the XFL, the highlight real player. You bring him on just for a little excitement, you know, put, a, put just somebody to watch in the preseason, you know. So I'll say good move, too. What do you think, Ryan? I'd say good move. I just think that he's probably going to make the roster. I mean, they're not going to go out and sign another quarterback, Yeah. nor do I think they go out and draft another quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by the time it gets to them in the draft, it's just it, there's not going to be anybody that they want this year. I think they're um, going for Trevor Lawrence next year. Yeah, and, and honestly, who knows if they'll even have a shot at him because yeah. if Teddy Bridgewater plays anything like he did uh, 
back with the Saints. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have to win five in a row if he nope. can just go seven and nine, which is about what I'm predicting that they'll do in a in a 17 game schedule. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I, I think it's a good signing overall. I think it's going to show a lot of fluidity between the two markets, NFL mm-hmm. and XFL. Um, and it'll it'll just show the NFL is going to try and flex its muscles after this one. I think. Yeah. So I mean, I think so. Then so then just go and sticking with the the good move, bad move. You know, there's some moves that happen around um, the NFL. Um, we have a few here sticking with the Panthers. The Panthers went and signed wide receiver Robbie Anderson. Do you all think that's a good move or a bad move? Robbie Anderson, he was actually from the Jets, right? Yep. He signed with the Panthers. I mean, for what was out there, I, it was I probably mean, was, a good move. For like, what was out there. I, I wouldn't give them like a five-star you know, signing right here. I'd give them like a two-star signing. They, right. they had to go and get a weapon from somewhere, and I think this was probably their best option uh, with the money that they had and, and also dealing with or coming off of the, the Cam Newton situation. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good move as well. I mean, he was he was one of the top besides Emmanuel Sanders and Amari Cooper. He was probably the third, um, you know, second or third top receiver that was out there. Well, currently. my thing is, who does the Jets have now? Jameson Crowder. And, and that was a Brish- Washington Redskins old receiver. Um Rashad Perriman too. He that he's another. Well, Rashad Perriman had just he just signed with the Jets, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. You know, you said before. You know, the Jets love taking over. You know, ret- they're becoming the ba- <laughs> the Baltimore Jets. The Baltimore Jets, <laughs> right? Exactly. All right. So, um, so, funny segment we have going on is where in the world is AB? <laughs> because that man just keeps coming out of nowhere and just clowning himself. Just clowning like around. just clowning, just clowning man. around. So like, I actually just read something um, on Bleacher Report. Yeah, so where in the world is AB today? <laughs> <laughs> and what yeah, we mean is that. where in the world is he? You know, literally and figuratively, where is this man's head Well, he's at? definitely still <laughs> trying to make himself relevant because he he, he brought on uh, this kind of beef between him and Julio Jones saying that he is still the best receiver of all time. He said even with uh, the five years uh, that Julio... No, 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 no. He said that his stats accumulate to... What the five years that AB has that he's been in versus Julio Jones, something like that. Something along, like that. So, he, something along those. Apparently, you say he, he has better stats. Go look, basically, basically, yeah, basically, he said up. that he's better than than Julio Jones. Picking I'm, fight unnecessary fights for no reason. Absolutely, trying, pe- trying pe- to stay relevant. Just trying and to stay relevant. It's yeah. just not working because there's not one team in the world that would pick up AB right now. So he's just trying to stay in people's you know ears and and and. But Tom Brady <laughs> didn't shut down the idea of allowing. AB to come back at some point, maybe play yeah. with him. I, I feel mean, like I feel like Bruce Arians did though. Yeah, I mean, I don't think as a coach, yeah, I well, would never want I, a guy like AB back on my team. But if I'm Tom Brady and I know the talent that he puts on the field, I don't care what he does off the field, right? Well, so, because you know you that's know. game recognizing game. You know, even you know, even though you know Antonio Brown has his had his and continue to has his crazy moments, um, Tom Brady still sees. A B as probably one of the greatest receivers and a great weapon and threat. So um, still don't think A B will ever be going anywhere in regards to um, the NFL. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, I mean, A B's joke. We'll get into that later. Yeah, we definitely. <laughs> there's going to be a Netflix. I mean, I mean, there's I mean, going to be a Netflix documentary. About probably, hey, you know, I'll tell you that much. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That would not surprise me. Um, so diving in, you know, we uh we are in Maryland and this, you know, we're Raven Ravenstown. Um basically the Ravens have made some moves and 
How do you feel about them? I mean, we got they, they, they've done quite a bit. Uh, you know, they traded for Clayus Campbell. Um, they initially signed Brockers, and the deal fell through. Um, they trade they traded Hayden Hurst to the Atlanta Falcons. They re-signed Jimmy Smith, and they just signed Derek Wolf yesterday. Well, we we talked about how well um, Eric has been doing. Yeah. In regards to picking up some guys, um, I definitely see the Ravens being a number one defense this year, man. A good number one defense. I mean, they had a pretty stout defense last yeah, year. Yeah. We without a without right. a great front seven. Yeah, yeah. without a great front yeah, seven. Yeah. I mean, our secondary was was solid was as solid elite. could be. Yeah. yeah, but that front seven has just been bolstered. We didn't really lose anybody in the secondary besides you know cutting Tony Jefferson and yeah. kind of cutting Brandon with Carr. Him, Brandon Carr, uh, which both guys were just kind of falling out of their prime. So I think that they could be a number one defense to really shadow that number one. Yeah, not only that, the one out. year deal with Jimmy Smith coming back onto the Ravens, thirty yeah. one year old um, guy, guy who really is always fit. You know, he's injured here and there, but you know, it's not. You well, can you never definitely have enough saw solid what the, the the type of impact he had when he came back off of the in- injury. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he definitely he shook up the Ravens defense and made mm-hmm. it even more Fairly. explosive than what it already was. Yeah. than what it he never he was. actually said he never wanted to leave. He didn't want to go anywhere else. He wanted to test the market to see if he could get more money from the Ravens, and it didn't work out well for him. So yeah, but I'm happy that you know even though he didn't get that money, he decided to stay. And now yeah. I mean. A new foundation has been set for this Ravens defense, and uh, Jimmy Smith is a parting is, is a part of that. You know that he's that definitely new building a leader foundation. on that defense. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. after being here for so many years, yep. and it would not surprise me for the Ravens to go out in a draft and get another cornerback. Oh yeah, just somebody that they can mentor coming up on that right. defense, and then fill in if somebody. Gets no, hurt. absolutely, absolutely. I definitely see the Ravens being a number one defense um, this upcoming season. For sure, without yeah, a doubt. definitely. I mean, and Derek Wolf adds to that. They're trying to build a front seven that matches their elite secondary. So I mean, you have. I mean that 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 front seven can do some work against Kansas City. Add a, trust me. Add an inside linebacker a, that will and be another a good game. and another pass rusher. They'll be set. That'll definitely be a good uh, game. To that's a, that was going to be my point. I think that we're we're teetering with that top mm-hmm. number one defense, but I think we really got to take a step back and look. Um, they were close last year. They great mm-hmm. defense without that front seven. But I really think that they'll be top three. Yeah. I, I just have to see if they do go out and get a linebacker, they do go out and get another defensive end that can rush off the off the corners. I mean, that's yeah. that's going to be the, the turning point for this defense. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, well, look at this. I mean, their offense is good. Their offense was great last year. Um, you know, but the offense has taken a step back. You lost Hayden Hurst, which is, you know, he was you were able to do that. Yeah. Um, Yonda retired. So who's your Pro Bowl guard? So you lose you lose those two. I want to see the offense take a step forward. And here here's something that that would be interesting because uh, the Rams are shopping Brandon Cooks right now. Would y'all? I w- I would love for him to land in Baltimore. Well, I think that they need to manage a few other things. I think that they definitely need another wide receiver. Brandon Cooks is a about slot receiver, isn't he? Episode. Uh, he can play either one. Outside I mean, the numbers who slot. does the Ravens have as a slot right now? What, Willie, besides, Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed. Which I think he's a great fit for the Ravens. He yeah. just, he's utilized he's when they call upon I think he's strong. He's when, a strong guy. When they too. call his number and Lamar Jackson gets in the yeah. ball, it, it's done deal. I mean, he yeah. catches yeah. the ball nine times out of ten. No, absolutely, absolutely. So look, as you guys know, we are podcasting from home and these dogs are hungry. So definitely stay close. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break.
Hey, what's up, guys? Sports and Reports here, and uh, we're back. Finally got our boy Austin here. Glad he can definitely come in and join us on this podcast. So uh, we actually want to start with some questions that we had asked on our Instagram page in regards to a couple of things. Uh, one being, um, should NCAA players get paid? That was actually from uh, one of our guys, uh, Will, Will McGinnis. McGinnis. Will McGinnis, great, great question. Uh, I'm going to start off with Ryan and work our way around to see you know, uh, your thought process on if NCAA players should get paid. So as a whole, NCAA is big business, right? They can rival the NFL, which is another huge sports business. Um, I don't think players should get paid. There's no reason why these players should get paid. They are being paid in terms of scholarships and money and food and things that they're getting on campus. However, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to agree with this. We were kind of talking about this just a second ago. Endorsements, uh, signing memorabilia, those are all things that players should be able to do without any penalty. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would agree. I I think, you know, they should not get penalized for you know how Re- Reggie Bush got penalized mm-hmm. for some of the stuff that he that, that he did, um, getting like endorsements and people buying him stuff. Like I don't think that should be a penalty whatsoever. You know, that's their name. It's their brand. It's they're the ones that are out there doing it. So if it has anything to do with their talent whatsoever, people you know people want autographs and want to have him do a signing or whatever it is, they you know they should get paid for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think college. Essentially, college students getting paid to play something that, like you said, they got a scholarship for. Yeah. So The NCAA and these universities and colleges don't own the player or own their name. Yeah. yeah. No, not and at the, all. The, the crazy part is if you look at like big-name colleges, like the, the big D1 schools, you know, uh, Maryland, Alabama, whatever. Like Alabama sponsored by Nike, Maryland sponsored by Under Armour. The, the, all the athletes, no matter what sport you play, they get all free stuff from that brand. So free Nike stuff, free Under Armour stuff. Plus, like you guys said, they're, they're going on scholarships. Their schooling's paid for for free what, for them to go play sports. That's what I was about to say. Like, you know, that's why I, 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 I was, was going to say is that they actually kind of in a way are getting paid, yeah. you know, you know, with education. Because if sports don't work out, at least they have a degree where they are getting paid good money with that degree. Yeah. And a lot of people don't really see it in that type of, you know, aspect of, oh, well, the players should get paid cash. But, I mean, like, well, education can bring that cash, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, education can bring some wealth, both, you know, mental wealth and then monetary wealth later. Yeah. Um, but maybe we got to separate these players that play in the NCAA into two categories. you got to separate them into the category of the kids who get scholarships versus the ones who don't. So if you yeah. have students or players on your roster that don't get scholarships, maybe those guys get something supplemental to, to just them being yeah. able to play. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe that something sense. to at least live, like free housing and you know free food on campus. That's yeah. a big chunk of your money. Free books. Like The thing is, you know, a lot, of, a lot of athletes who are, again, in those D1 schools who are potential, you know, sports superstars are in that, that limbo area of where, like, if I get injured, then there goes my career of making right. millions. Right. You know. Well, you also got to think and about too. I, I guess they're still like they want some type of insurance. Well, you guys, you yeah, have yeah. to remember they're student athletes. Yep, yep. Student, student comes first. Comes first yep, every student time. comes first. Yeah, yep. every time. I mean, right. the, the the way I was always raised. I mean, granted, I'm not a student athlete or anything like that. But like the way I was always raised when it came to sports and school and stuff like that is, uh, like my coaches, my parents, everyone always told me, you're you're a gentleman first or female if you're a female like you're, you're a person first yeah you know you're a person first you're a student second you're an athlete third athlete is a privilege 
you know, you granted you're good at what you do. Yeah. That's the reason why you're an athlete, but it's a privilege to, to play. You know, some of these athletes take advantage of stuff like that. You know, I think that's kind of why we're in the predicament that we are in right now when it comes to talking about should players, should college players get get paid to play. Yeah. I mean, you also think about it too, like D1, not just D1 schools, but D1, D2 schools get paid. You can get a paid scholarship to play as an athlete. Um, but D3 schools, you can only get academic scholarships to play. They don't give out athletic scholarships for D3 schools. So, so, then, I, mean, so like, I hear you. Definitely hear you. So definitely let us know if you think that college athletes, should they get paid or should they, you know, continue to uh, have what they have now, including, you know, just scholarships and endorsements. Definitely let us know on our page. Well, we do have a question from Justin. Um, he says, what is each league's best option moving forward when large gatherings are allowed? So meaning with, uh, you know, the coronavirus and everything going on, once everything, you know, hopefully blows over soon, um, you know, what are the what are the steps, I'm guessing, that are going to be taken and the options moving forward with, with well, this stuff? to be honest with you, I think it's going to move pretty slow, actually. Yeah. Because everyone is still going to be on that caution yeah. yeah, I mean, look at the NFL. The NFL already announced when it comes to signing free agents or drafting people, like it's all based off of your physical too, and that includes like getting tested for corona and all that stuff too. Yeah. Like they're they're already taking steps to make sure that these people are you know taken care of and and you know I, doing uh, what they need to do. I, so. I believe I'm gonna go based off like the MLB season. I was so just gonna ML- say that because the MLB season hasn't started yet and it already got pushed started. back. So let's say let's say the MLB season gets started in another month. Yeah. I believe that the 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 precautions that are going to get taken are the season's going to start. So we'll just say a month. You know, we don't know for sure. Um, I believe the first month gets played with no fans, mm-hmm. and then I believe eventually, slowly, maybe you know, maybe they don't they don't sell out the stadiums. Which I mean, Oriole Park doesn't get sold out anyway. Right. But you know, maybe they do, and then eventually, you know, another month goes, and they eventually start letting people come in because you don't want it to flare up again. That's the thing. Precaution is going to be such a huge thing with sports now, and in and in not even just you know the uh, sports industry. Fans will probably just be scared to go mm-hmm. out and see a a game because you know the yeah. first thing is like germs, people everywhere, who has it, who doesn't. That right. type of thing. I mean, what if it became a, a, a thing where before you even enter the game, they do a test like eye eye scan test or something? We right, we all right. seen it in like future you know futuristic mu- movies. You know, they scan your eyes like all right, you're clear, you can come through. That type of ordeal. <laughs> some you know, I like right some I am legend stuff. Yeah. Like you know, all right, he's good. Yeah. And get him out of here. Well, the, the crazy part here. is too. You also got to think about like if you think about the MLB season, is that like. Right now, they're saying it's you're you're only limited to ten people, like in a room. Like the dugout in the MLB has what 20, 30 players. Well, I mean, I feel like that's different time. because again, all the players will be tested yeah, to once, know whether once or not everything if, blows if over. Be... I think I think it's just the precautions that the leagues have to take once everything blows over. Basically, I mean, I mean, ultimately, it's gonna end. It's gonna result, I think, in shorter seasons for all these sports. I yeah. think I don't think the MLB can play their World Series the week of Christmas. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at this rate, the MLB right. might not start till June, which yeah. means they might not finish their season until December. So they're gonna have to shorten these seasons, and that includes the NBA. Maybe the NBA alters their playoff schedule until the finals and just does five game series instead of seven. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of changes will will probably definitely come on come you know come of all of the coronavirus stuff that's going on, and uh, 
We'll just have wasn't, to wait. Wasn't the, wasn't the NHL talking about uh, like if you know their season doesn't like pick back up that they're just going to end it right where it is and wherever spot you are, that's where you are for the playoffs. Scary. Yeah. The NBA could do the same thing. The NBA definitely could do the same thing. Well, that touches on the NBA season. They, what did they say? If it ends, if it ends in August, if the finals take place in August, then their 2021 season will open up on Christmas day. On Christmas day. yeah, Yeah. They, they did say that. Okay. So, you know, Again, I guess we just have to wait to see what's really going to happen. Um, one question we're going to have on our Instagram is, uh, what's your first thing you're going to do once we're all done this coronavirus stuff? We definitely want to know, you know your first move on you know, the first thing you're going to do once quarantine's over. Hey, welcome to Applebee's. <laughs> well, can I get you a drink and an appetizer? <laughs> For sure. I'm pretty sure every bar, club, everything is going to be jam-packed, and That's it's right. just going to be nuts. But we have the next question. Billy asks... Do you think the Ravens will win the Super Bowl next season? I want Ryan to start that off right now. <laughs> Only because, you know, yeah, just go ahead and start that off right now, bud. Go ahead. Um, as a Ravens fan, so I have to lead with that. I'm sure <laughs> yes. everybody that's watching that out this there. knows yeah. that I'm, Throw a, that out I'm there. a Ravens fan. Um, I could see the Ravens AFC Championship game and or in the Super Bowl if they piece together what they had last season which was a stellar offense, and then if they can build up that defense, which they've done so far. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have all the pieces. It's about putting them together. And I think that, not to be too controversial, but we really got to think about some coaching pieces here. John Harbaugh now, since the Super Bowl and all of his playoff appearances, have made questionable calls Mm -hmm. towards the end of games, third and fourth quarters, where the Ravens have faltered a little bit and kind of, Lost the game because of it. So. But I will say this because I did see John a lot of this pit the ball game in Lamar's hands. You know some of the calls and stuff that um. But should that, a that guy happened. who hasn't thrown the ball really more than thirty five times be throwing it over fifty times in a playoff game against a defense that is not necessarily the best rushing defense? And then you go, yeah, you go away from what you did all season. Why you went fourteen and two, and for some reason you say. Yeah, you know what? With that game plan that we went fourteen and two with, yeah, we're just gonna say uh, screw that, and we're gonna go ahead and do this instead. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like <laughs> you have to think that they have the potential to win the Super Bowl, and ultimately, my hope is that they do win the Super Bowl as a Ravens fan. But yeah. at the same time, you need the coaching and the players fit to match up. You need all of that to come together for them to work it out and make it to the Super Bowl. And if that includes running the ball a little bit more in the playoffs, which is what you're supposed to do in cold weather more often than passing the ball. Mm-hmm. Right. It just makes sense. Okay, so then my question to you is is that both of you in Austin, are you also agreeing that the Ravens do have potential to make the, the Oh, yeah, the Super 100%. Bowl? I mean, okay. like you said, they went 14-2 and two last year. Okay. It was Lamar's second year. You know, his first year he had time to develop, and, you know, he got a game experience, you know, stuff like that with them benching Flacco and whatnot. But, like, he had all last season, and, you know, he showed us what – I mean, dude, shit. I mean, everyone saw what he can do. No. I mean, he, he – Cross numbers, you know, rushing, passing, you know, whatever it is, you know, he, he did really well not turning the ball over that I mean, much. I, co- like, I, com- I completely the, agree. The, I feel like the, the, the key for the Ravens is uh, everyone has to stay healthy, first off, because Ravens have had a past of where things would go smooth all season and then someone gets hurt. But here's, kinda, my, here's my thing. You guys all say yes to being potential 
Winning is was the question winning Super Bowl or going winning to the Super Bowl? Okay, so you all say yes to potentially the Ravens winning the Super Bowl, but what do the Ravens need in order to win the Super Bowl? Because again, you guys well, already made look is that is that a good question or not? Because again, yeah, yeah you guys made great all, uh, defensive plays, but look now, Yonda's gone. All right, so one of your top uh, offensive linemen are, are gone. Mm-hmm. You guys need to start building on your on your uh, offense receivers. You know. So what what would you guys need to actually win the Super Bowl? Look, go ahead. Oh my bad. I don't I don't think by all means the Ravens are going fourteen two again. That's really really hard. But I do think they will be a better team. If that makes sense, I think they will be a better team. But they won't have the same. They'll they'll have a worse record than fourteen and two. No, you know I think they'll be like twelve and four. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and I think by being a better team, as I just think Lamar's going to mature more, barring any no, injuries or anything, they're going to get him. Um, they're going to get him some weapons. They're going to most likely so, bring in a veteran and get some rookies in there. And and I just think they'll be a better team. They're going to have experience, and it kind of reminds me of the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs situation. Last year he wins the MVP. He goes. He's right there, about to get to the Super Bowl, and then it just, you know, it, it goes away. And I kind of see. And then this year he goes and he. You know, he doesn't get the MVP, yeah. but yeah. they were a better team because he went and he won the Super Bowl. And yeah, I kind of I mean, see the Ravens doing that. Last year, they were the best playing, team in the NFL. I, I think, this year, they went and he wins the MVP. This year, they go and they win the Super well, Bowl. I think that we have to look at one simple thing. <clears throat> year one, <clears throat> excuse me, year one for Lamar. He only played a few games, you know, half a season or whatever. Not great passing the ball. Came back, was one of the most efficient passers in the game last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe that's just a little hurdle that he had to get over. But what I want to see, and this goes back to Nate's question, what I want to see is him improve that much again mm-hmm. in order to get us to the next level. Because yep. he threw the ball over 50 times against the Titans, and as you saw, when he got down there throwing the ball in the 40s and 50s, he could not maintain that success throwing that ball See, that here's my fear. And again, Eric DaCosta has been doing a great job putting everything together, putting all the pieces together. My thing is, like I told Matt, and I'll play devil's advocate. I don't think they will win a Super Bowl because you know what? There's there's always this thing called over preparing, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. No, I and I I fear that the Ravens may over prepare to the point where, um, the over preparing causes maybe confusion or causes, um, I don't know, some type of disruption within the the team where. Being overprepared loses them the game, if that makes sense. I don't think that our coaching staff is going to come in and try to overcomplicate things. They, they're trying, that's the they're last still, thing you guys do. Right, they're like, still trying to, to keep it simple for Lamar. Keep he's it still a young quarterback. Essentially, he's only in his second year coming up because this will be a second full year starting. So you can't come in and give him, throw the playbook on the table and say, here's the whole playbook. We're going to use everything in it. No, that's not All right, so look, we, we, got, got, we, got a, we got a question from Kodak. It's a prediction. Um, uh, A.K.A. Trey, we see you, man. Prediction. He says 10 and ten and 6. And we'll lose in the, the AFC, AFC championship. championship game. Well, who do you see them going against in the AFC championship game? That's the real question right there because if you're saying they're, lo- they're losing. Kansas City. It yeah. sounds like it's going to be Kansas, Kansas City. City that they're going to be yeah. going but, against. And it's funny that you guys. Could end up being 1-2 seed It's again. funny that yeah. we, keep, we keep talking about, you know, or now we're talking about the Chiefs and the Ravens because we had a poll and uh it was the battle of the MVPs it was who do you got or who you got between Lamar and Patrick Mahomes 
and Lamar won the voting. I think we had about 25 votes on there, and uh, Lamar beat out Mahomes 59% to 41%. So I mean, it's still a pretty close battle, but I mean, like it's, they it's still they both battle. put up good numbers. They yeah. both got good teams surrounding them. They're both, you know, both of their teams are guaranteed to make the playoffs. I mean, right. both are electrifying players. Yeah. So you they, they got high rated offenses with good defenses. Like, I mean, so then so then Nate asked why. He said, you know, who who would you rather have, Lamar or Mahomes, and why? And Billy says. Lamar because he's a dual threat quarterback and an elite playmaker. I mean, yeah, I mean, Billy does got a point. He is dual threat. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at it, he put up what, how many yards rushing last year mm-hmm. as well as passing? I mean, like yeah. we we also But I not- do believe that he is a playmaker. He right. can make plays. Um again, he's got to go to the next level though. He can't just stay yeah. where he's at and be what he was last year. That's MVP Oh, because you already know records. every team He's in the whole world has already broke that down. They've been watching yep, that man. That's the problem. And that's is how where he can adjust. It's like a it's like a hitter adjusting to pitching. Correct. He has to adjust to the defense, making adjustments to him. So, so last year Lamar Jackson put up thirty one hundred yards passing, just over thirty one hundred yards passing, and just over twelve hundred yards rushing. Mm. I mean, look, for I, a quarter, I, I mean I that's still, so rushing. Look, that's I still want to get into this. The man didn't play about – he didn't play one full game. And then with about five – he missed five fourth quarters last year, I believe it so was. So two full games and a piece over, of another. Over two full games that he missed, and he was still the MVP. He still broke the rushing record. Mm-hmm. He still led the league in touchdowns. And and he missed basically two whole But if it were games. up to me, I would rather have had him on the field against the Steelers that last game. Just to keep him – Right. Maybe not the whole game. Yeah. But at least some of it. But we also but we also had another one. It said, um, it says Mahomes is the better quarterback, but Lamar is the better athlete. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he he can he can be dual threat if he needs to be. I mean, he he's more of a pocket passer, but he can scramble. He can throw on the run. You know, he's really accurate. Um, you know, he, he got rushing touchdowns like Lamar did, probably not as many, but you know, he, he's more of a pass first quarterback. Not that Lamar isn't, but Lamar, like he, he's more of a improviser where like, you know, the play might still be there, but like if someone's rushing him hard from one side, he's going to scramble. He's going to, you know, try to evade the sack and make a big play. He's more of an improviser when it comes to, you know, you know, and, and it works for him. It, it always has worked. It works for him in college. It's worked for him, you know, here in the NFL, you know, teams just right now they can't stop it. And like you guys said, teams are gonna have to game plan for, you know, how to stop them dual threat just because he can throw in the run, he can run, he can throw in the pocket. Like you know, like Ryan said, he's just gotta stay consistent with his throwing, his, his decision making, not turning the ball over. Uh, I mean, I know last year he, I think he had uh, I want to say it was like fourteen turnovers total. Yeah. Um, it was like six interceptions and eight fumbles. I think it was something like that. But, I mean, like, you, you look at it, I mean, a guy that rushes as much as he does, maybe he needs to work on, you know, containing the ball more and not turning it over rushing-wise. But, I mean, he I mean, did I, a great job. He did a great job throwing the ball last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, but, I mean, think about it. It's 14 turnovers over 16 games. You know, it's it's really not that bad. I mean, his team went 14-2. and two. Right. So well, look, so. yeah, go ahead, man. Going into, going into the uh, – away from that, getting into our next segment um, – 
It's who is your NBA MVP right now? Obviously, there's no NBA season going on right now. It's you know it's postponed at the moment, but we uh. Who who's your NBA? Oh, is it is it LeBron well, well, or is it well, is it Giannis? Well, well, look, well, well, we did a poll. We did a poll on our yeah. page. We did a poll. Who you got? All right, yeah. LeBron James or Giannis. or Giannis, and the King or the Greek Freak. And, no, and, and again, uh, again, ninety percent of you guys definitely said LeBron James. Ten percent mm-hmm. of you guys said uh, the Greek Freak. Um, and I would definitely have to go with LeBron. Year seventeen, this man is having. Um, I think he's before as as all ever. all this all this happened. Has been having a phenomenal season in year seventeen. I mean, he clinched NBA playoffs for the Lakers. Uh, they haven't been in the playoffs since two thousand eleven, two thousand ten. Uh, that year. Um, and he he made on his promise. He made on his promise. He said that he would definitely get the Lakers to the NBA playoffs. Yeah. And he did that. You know, now give it to Giannis. James Harden was given, you know, that, I mean, anyone, anyone can dribble the ball and dunk it. Remember that? Remember that second, uh, that, that uh, little conversation he's, he, he was having with uh, Giannis? Anyone who, who is 7 1 can dribble the ball and just dunk it. But, you know, I feel like Giannis does have a little bit more than just height and dunk. I mean, this man is strong. If you look at a picture compared to him when he first came in the league to where he is now, yeah. this man has definitely improved himself in weight and his ability to score, how to score, and he's also expanding his way of how of scoring. You know, um, a couple of games you can see Giannis at the three point line, and a lot of a lot of uh, the the defenders would let him shoot that shot. But now they're saying that you know, hey, we can't let Giannis just shoot that shot because he actually has the potential to make that shot. You know, so you know, MVP wise, he's been definitely improving himself. Giannis has been improving himself and being one of the greatest. Um, players of all time is he there i mean i think he's a great player but i mean he, he's gonna get there yeah he he's just yeah. I, I think he's still being overshadowed by a few people um including harden including lebron uh he's just being overshadowed right now i mean the story is like you said nate year 17 lebron doing what he's doing right now is overshadowing anything that Giannis is doing no absolutely, absolutely. i mean like i said earlier i think lebron's the clutchest he's ever been you know like his 17th season he's you know, he's banging it. out game winners. You know, their their team's scoring a shit ton of points. Like they're 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 crushing I, teams. Like, look, I think I think LeBron is the MVP right now, but I am more of a Giannis guy. We myself. got four yeses. We got four yeses on LeBron. Four yeah. You no, know, I I said LeBron on that poll. All as right, well. so this discussion is over. LeBron <laughs> is the king. All right, I don't want to hear no talks. I don't want to hear nothing about it. And, LeBron uh, is Will, the king. Will Will said, "What up, boys?" We, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> Will, I don't know, I don't know if um if you were on when we when we read your question, but we did answer that the college uh, about the college players getting paid. Yeah, college players getting po- so, uh, uh, paid. Yeah, definitely. But uh, on to the last segment before we take a quick break. Um, Florida man of the day. Florida oh, man of Florida the day. Florida man of the day. Oh, so you man. know, there's always something going on in Florida. There's always something crazy. People, I don't know, riding alligators and just crazy, crazy shit. I mean, if you haven't um, watched Tiger King yet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got the Florida man of the day for March 29th. So on this day last year, Doctor Florida man believed he was half man, half dog. A forensic psychologist says a former college student believed he was half dog, half what is going man on down there, when man? he fatally attacked a man and woman I, at their I home and was found understand. biting one of their faces. Florida, man. 
I, you know, and I thought about like moving down there to live, but I mean like. But you don't want a half man, half dog coming and trying to bite your face off. I'm so done. <laughs> I'm so done. Look, we'll end it with there with, with, with a few laughs for now. Um, but go ahead, send, send them off. We yeah, well, again, <laughs> you know, hey, sports and reports here. And again, we, we want to thank you guys for staying with us uh, for as long as you did. Uh, we got a lot of stuff more coming up. Uh, hey, we got, we got um, the shows. Yeah, we got to go over shows. Yeah, we got shows to talk Quarantine about. and Shows You Fiend yeah, coming up. <laughs> Definitely coming up, so you guys stay close, all right? What's up, guys? Sports and Reports here, and we're back better than ever because we got our boy, Brother Brady in the building. A.K.A. And mullet Man. <laughs> mullet Man. Mullet Man. Brady, how you doing, bro? I'm doing all right. All right. That's good, man. Good to hear, man. So, look, this segment right here is called Quarantine and Shows You What? Fiend. You fiend. Shows You Fiend, man. So, look, I'm going to start off right now because a lot of you guys probably don't know about this show. Uh, because half of you probably didn't have Showtime. <laughs> but uh, this show Damn. was on... <laughs> just want to throw it out there, probably. But um, this show is called Homeland, and uh, Homeland is probably one of the greatest shows um, CIA-wise that I've I've watched. Um, Carrie Matheson, you'll probably never find a more bipolar woman in the world than this woman in this show. She will definitely take you on a lot of curves and a very shocking show. A lot of things you see in it, you will never see see coming. Um, If you do have Showtime, it definitely comes on Showtime. On demand, and if you don't have Showtime, it definitely comes on Hulu services. So definitely stream that on Hulu. Uh, then Ryan, you told me you were actually started. You you started a show. Uh, what was it called again? Ozark. Ozark. So tell me about that show because a lot of people were talking about it. They said it's really good. I heard it's a slow start, but it definitely gets juicy. What's going on? So Ozark is a show about a financial planner uh, from Chicago who starts laundering money for a Mexican cartel. Uh, Jason, right? His name Jason. Jason Bateman. Yep, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman dude. is the lead character in the show. Uh, it's a great show. They end up moving to a lake that's called the Ozark. Uh, in Missouri, and through this show, they get super involved with the Mexican cartel. And so I just started season three. We all know how Netflix shows can go. Seasons one and two are excellent. You know, they have great production, and then a lot of times season three falls off a little bit. Did start out slow season three, but I still think it's going to finish strong. Yeah, there's always that one season where it's just like, I'm looking for the same excitement in season one and two. I'm not really getting that in season three. Always one of those seasons. By the way, Jason Bateman is uh, the actor from Horrible Bosses, uh, The Switch Up, that movie. So if you're trying to figure out who who he is, he's a great actor. What about you, Matt? What are you looking at right now? Uh, I got the show Dave, which was recommended to me by Ryan. Um, and you actually, it's the um, yeah, little Dicky, sh- little Dicky yeah, show. The the, the show, the show is produced by Kevin Hart. Um, it's on Hulu. They have about five episodes right now. It comes out weekly, so it's still coming out every Thursday. Then I finished all five episodes. Once you told me about it, I binge watched <laughs> the shit out <laughs> of it during episodes. during quarantine. So um, it's it's basically about his life. It's really funny. Um, it's just basically like how he is, how how he you know. With rapping and all, puts him in like funny little you know scenarios with him and his him and his boys. Um, so, but that's but that's what I'm watching. But um, I know that Brady, Mister Mulletman, and Austin are watching the same show currently. Yeah, what is that show again? 
Um, everyone knows it. It's Tiger King, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, God. Oh my God, not Tiger King. I have to start more crazy. Oh for my years. God, man. The first twenty minutes of that show had me on on skates, bro. Oh my God, that show is wild. Is that all you've seen well, so far? A, I mean, Where, yeah. So but, but you're hooked already. Yeah, right? like twenty minutes in the show, and I'm, and I'm already hooked. And um, whoa, 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 whoa. we Time were actually. Out. One episode's forty-seven minutes. How can you just stop twenty minutes in? Well, it's because well, it's funny. It's funny because before it was today. Actually, we were watching it, and then uh, Matt calls and he's like, "Hey, I'm getting off work a little early. We can start the podcast." And like me and Alex are already like twenty minutes in the show, and it's already crazy. Joe Exotic is nuts, and we're just like, it leaves you with your mouth just wide open, just kind of. In all and of what's I'm, happening. I'm only in 20 minutes. Do you know what's crazy? Do you know what brings me to my next question? What? Who would win in a fight? Mullet Man or Joe Exotic? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely my boy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Mullet yeah, Man has any country. Uh, I don't. He's hey, Joe Exotic, he's still got the old school bullets in the belt. He's got his revolver on his rock and roll. Hey, ask him why he's got the revolver on his hip, though. It's for, not for tigers. It's for people. It's for people. It's for people. I'm so... Done with you guys, yeah. <laughs> Tiger King, I heard, is definitely one of those good shows. Um, so definitely check it out. That show is on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, find a friend, definitely log in, log into in. their account, it's, it's be, a par- be a parasite. It, it, it's definitely worth it. Uh, I can't wait to go home and finish off the first episode. Uh, I'll probably binge it all day and uh, finish it. So, look, we have some updates uh, in regards to WrestleMania. Uh, we found out that it won't be live, they're actually shooting it and then they're gonna do again a two-night event for wrestlemania again we talked a little bit about this in our first episode in regards to wrestlemania the impact it's having on the uh, wwe universe uh, how the fans feel and will they even tune in will they even um will the wwe entertainment uh get the views they are so desperately needing in regards to the wrestlemania because i'm sorry I don't know if you or you or you or you would watch, again, wrestling with no fans because Look, I feel like the fans make the wrestling good. It's Yeah, it's it's a show, dude. It's a show. And it's like, unlike sports, like sports can be, you can do sports without fans because that's them. They're competing. It's, yeah. it's real. WWE is a show. Yeah. It's acting. You need people. You need fans mm-hmm. to, you know, you need fans there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking so, with what I said the, the last couple of podcasts just that, it's it's so stupid that they're doing it without fans, uh, and now that they're not they're not even going to do it live. Like, what's the point of even doing the show then? Exactly, there is like, no point. It's, it's just it's so stupid, and that's why that's why I'm just like you know who's going to really like log in to watch you know the WrestleMania. I mean, I, I do hope they get the views um, that they're seeking out for. I will I will say uh, I will watch it just to see what it was like to to give you guys uh, what my experience. Uh, was watching the WrestleMania, you know. <laughs> I mean, because again, we're sports reports. We're here to let you know what you know, what's going on, uh, how things are, and you know, I definitely want to share my experience in regards to watching WrestleMania. Yeah. Is quote it, unquote. Is it still at their like practice? Facility it's still at the performance center. So center? again, I'll definitely check it out. I'll let you guys that's, know how. It but was. that's what makes me mad is so they already ruin it. Instead of postponing it, they're gonna put it with no fans. In a in a in a performance center, then you double down on making it ridiculous by not even making it live. <laughs> You're gonna pre-film it and then air it. It's I don't gonna know. be it's dull. Great. 
It's going to be dual. Do, they, do people still have to pay for it? Is it no, it's going to be free on WWE Network, apparently. I guess that's why they're doing it, because they're not going to make as much money they're actually, it, so they're like, ah, screw WWE it. actually made shirts that you can get on their WWE shop right now, and the shirts have the WrestleMania symbol, and it says, I wasn't there. <laughs> They're making the most out of a situation. That they are. They are. They are. Yeah. They're making the most yeah. out of the situation. It just really sucks. This whole thing really sucks, especially with the whole Corona right. stuff going on. So that's just my opinion. All right. So next segment is the Jokers of the Week. Jokers so of the Week. Everybody's going to have I mean, there was, there was a, a lot joke. of them. I mean, Brady Ryan. was one of them for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker oh, of the yes. Week. Who was your Joker of the Week? Oh, so, uh, well, I'll talk about the one that I brought up earlier was the Anne Arundel County man that was charged for having 60 people at his house. 60 people. Twice. Not even once. So the first time, the first time he complied, you know, stopped the party. And then the following weekend, he had another party and decided not to listen to him. And, like, <laughs> I don't understand what this guy was it trying to do. It doesn't make any sense. It's These are federal and state regulations yeah. that are being given out to people. And just nobody complained. I'm pretty sure for, because for not complying with it, you're facing at least a year in prison. It's it's funny because a, a, lot lot of people, a lot of people aren't aren't really taking this whole thing serious. And they'll be laughing once they're literally quarantined in their house and they have people walking around making sure you stay inside because you know you, you just don't want to listen. Because it's people like them that are going to continue to make this virus grow and grow. And it will never stop. And then if people really want to have like a war, war a World War Z type feel. <laughs> Without it, the zombies? It could come. It could. <laughs> just saying. Just listen, guys. We want to we want to we want to get back out there too. We want to get back out to the real world. Like we said earlier, like what are the things that we're gonna do once this whole entire entire, entire quarantine is done? You know, I'm yeah. I'm gonna put that on our Instagram page just to hear what you guys might do once all this is done but again we we understand we get it but just comply listen and this will all be over a lot sooner right and before we move on i just want to make a correction it was a charles county man not Anne Arundel county so sorry okay. charles charles yeah, county, charles county. well it looks like our county is safe from dumbasses <laughs> <Sure. clears throat> all right brady what was what was your joker of the week my joker of the week is all the people going down on spring break i mean i love a good party myself and i mean it's hard to miss out on it I mean, we did go down to Ocean City for St. Patrick's Day, but it wasn't that serious. Yet. It wasn't that serious yet, and again, it was for my birthday, so and I was so it's <laughs> it was it was well, well well worth it. By the way, just throw it out there. I mean, STDs and Corona, watch out for them. <laughs> so so mullet man. <laughs> wait a minute! 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 STDs and Corona, watch out for them. <laughs> hey, yo, mullet man speaks. Hey, when he I'm speaks done. knowledge, I'm, I'm done. You gotta listen. <laughs> you, gotta yeah, listen. You, gotta, you gotta listen. I mean, this shit's serious. It just took my man Joe Diffie. It really hits home. Well, look, man. The joke of the week for me is definitely AB. After he he stated what he stated about Julio Jones, um, I couldn't help but laugh because my man, you don't even have a job, bro. You're not even in the league. You're just really trying to make yourself relevant, like Nick Lachey saying. Obviously, I'm Nick Lachey and Love is Blind because no one cared that you were Nick Lachey, Nick Lachey. And no <laughs> one cares, A.B., about whatever rant you're going on because, bro, you're not in the league. And you probably won't be in the league for a long time. Actually, you might as well just retire now because I'm pretty sure no one will ever pick you up ever again because you're not, you're not getting your, yourself together, man. You, you need to seek help. Well, it's funny that your Joker of the Week was A.B. because we posted our Where in the World is A.B., segment 
um, with that quote on our Instagram page. And Joey Angelo commented and said, he's crazy, bro. Get him help instead of everyone hating on him. Needs to talk to a mental health professional and possibly tested for CTE. You can't help a man if he doesn't want to be helped. That's true. You can't. You can't force a man to get help if he doesn't want to be helped. That's that's that. Look, he's going to get helped. A.B. He's been reported. He wants to be with Lamar Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want him He's the new era of Jesus. Lamar Jackson can get out of anyone. Yeah. (laughs) A.B., you definitely need some help. Um, again, once AB, you know, realizes that, Hey, I really want to get back in the league and, you know, I want to, I want, I want to, you know, perform again. He will seek the help that he so desperately needs. All right. There you go. There you have it. Well, my, my joker of the week is Michael Irvin because last week on what was it? ESPN. Mm -hmm. He put a private conversation apparently that him and Deandre Hopkins had. Now, now it's like every time DeAndre Hopkins get a text from Michael Irvin, he'd be like, "Oh, forget that! I, 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 I ain't telling you, you nothing. I ain't telling you nothing." <clears throat> and I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is like, on. "I'm upset, fifty thousand dollars." <laughs> <laughs> that's my Joker of the week. Who's your Joker of the week, Austin? Uh, mine's uh, probably gonna be Bill O'Brien, uh, just because he compared DeAndre Hopkins to Aaron Hernandez. Like, I, I don't see the. Wait, I don't. I don't. What? I don't. I don't see. Apparently, how with wait, 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 wait. It was kind of piggybacking off mine. Apparently, with Michael Irvin was saying in the private conversations that Bill O'Brien was comparing DeAndre Hopkins to Aaron yeah. Hernandez. I don't know in what context, but that also DeAndre Hopkins. He had his, he had like his kids, or there was family members of his that were around the facility too much. Or something, and Bill O'Brien was making like a big deal about it. Apparently, so that's what he was comparing him. Yeah, basically to. saying. I don't that know he's, why, but, but like, there was like, a not few playing, things that he not was playing, complaining like about. playing, like being an actual player. Yeah. He was with his off the field. And I yeah, apparently off the, the field. Or, yeah, or they said that he's kind of like a distraction, almost as much as Aaron Hernandez. I would was. also say that Bill O'Brien is the is the joke of the week for trading DeAndre Hopkins. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, we don't, well we don't he's either. already creating beef now because Deshaun Watson. You know, is having beef now because he's pissed off because they traded his best weapon. Like, who's he going yeah. to throw to? Now, in my opinion, I think DeAndre Hopkins or um, Deshaun Watson is going to be traded or request for a trade here soon. Like, you know, they're, they're, you don't see that the Texans aren't going out to try and get anybody, you know, for weapons for him. They're not going out to try and get, like, protection for him. They're, 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 they're not doing anything. Yes, yeah. So yeah I, mean, I mean, yeah, granted, they got, they got David Johnson sure. in the trade for DeAndre Hopkins, <clears throat> but... But David that's Johnson, if he he's he's thirty years old now, thirty one years old. That, that's if he performs. Like, he has to perform. He's got to stay healthy. In order and he for hasn't that trade to healthy, be something like, it's just, worth, you know, being good for sure, absolutely. And then of course, you know, going into those trades, you know, Tom Brady when he was traded to the Tampa Bay Bucks, he didn't really ask for anything but his teammates' phone number, and that says a lot right there. Oh, right? It, it absolutely. It says, says that hey, you know what? I want to get to know these guys so they know me, and you know. Our chemistry. He's already building on chemistry, guys. That tells you something about the goat right there. His leadership and what he's really looking to bring towards the Tampa uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, really makes me excited because, again, you know, a guy reaching out to not just you know his offensive line or his receivers. He's talking about every single teammate. All right, that means that you know he wants his guys to have, to have his back, and you know. My perception. He wants his guys to have, to have his back as well as him having their back. And that's such a strong move on Tom Brady. 
you know, not demanding no numbers, not demanding no type of money, whatever it is. He just demanded some phone numbers. Well, because apparently there was rumors that he was going in there and he was requesting players to bring in players. Um, And and he didn't, which is, which is, you know, I'm not a Brady fan. I'm sure all of us here can say that we don't really care for Tom Brady, especially because most of us are Ravens fans. We have a Steelers fan in here. And that, you know, Ravens and Steelers fans can at least all agree that we don't like Tom Brady. But yeah, the only thing that, that he that he requested was his teammates' phone numbers, which is like when you look at players like Tom Brady, you think in other sports of like LeBron. LeBron went to the Heat and what did he do? He wanted yeah, he requested he pretty he, much control. That was of the his team. team. It was his team. Same you know? thing with the Lakers, and essentially. Yeah, control and, of the and, team. Yeah, you know, players like that who go in the, and and Tom Brady being on those top tier of superstar, you know, legend of, of his sport, and he he didn't do that, which um which I find pretty amazing. But also uh, to piggyback off of Tom Brady, last week when we had T.J. Jones on the show, he told us that he believed that uh, right now Tom Brady was top ten in the league right now. We had a comment from our boy Will McGinnis, um, who always loves to give us feedback and comments. So we appreciate that. We you know we want everybody to do that. But he said that Tom Brady is not even a top thirty player right now. Not even in the top thirty. Not even top thirty. That's a bold statement. Well, I think like a lot of people when they talk about we're saying Tom Brady right being now. in the top, yeah, I would they, agree. They think, they think legacy wise, right? Yeah. When you talk about your best players of all time are like top right now, yeah. a lot of people can't help but think about the legacy that that player left. Right. So when you're thinking about Tom Brady, you're thinking about Super Bowls, appearances, playoff wins, right. division wins. They're not they just automatically thinking about think his of that. play right this second. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you guys. He has a point. Will, you definitely have a point in regards to, you know, um, him not being, you know, top 30. But, I mean, you guys got to give credit to where credit's due. He's still a GOAT. I mean, you, you don't have to like him, but I'm you got to respect him. I'm excited to see him play this year. I mean, the weapons he's got around him this year in Tampa Bay. Could be I mean, a whole different Tom Brady. Yeah. Could be yeah. a whole... Um, <clears throat> I'm ex- To be honest with you, I'm expecting a whole different Tom Brady, guys. TB and expect Exactly. I'm expecting, like, a, to be honest with you, an, an unstoppable Tom Brady. Actually, I think he, this is... I mean, they, they got a solid defense around him. He's got weapons to throw to. He's got a good running game. I mean, I, I, I see Tampa Bay being a pretty good team this year. But, you know, who knows? Who well, knows? So. look, guys, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to Sports and Report. Brady, we want to, you know, thank you for stopping in um, and being on the show, giving us your your, your quarantine and show you fiend. Um before you kick off, I do want to say uh, happy birthday to uh, one of my favorite UFC fighters, uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Today's his birthday. Hey, Cowboy. <laughs> happy birthday, bud, man. I, know he, I don't know if he's listening. He's probably not listening. But, uh, you know, if he is, you know, happy birthday to, to Cowboy. He, I think he's one of the goats in the UFC. So. No, absolutely. So uh, our last thing we're going to do before signing off is the top five goats uh, in the NFL uh, what we have right now, QBs, running backs, and wide receivers. Uh, so give us the top. Give us your top five. Your top so, five. So they're all on the Instagram page right now. We've already gotten um, some feedback. Um, we have the top, your top five. And it's it's who you go. Play on words. Who you got. Your top five NBA players of all time. Right now we have the top five NBA players, top five quarterbacks top five wide receivers and top five running backs a couple we have here so one answer i'll read out is uh will again said that he believes lebron jordan kevin durant Shaq, and magic are his top five 
Um, we also have for the top five quarterbacks, Justin said Brett Favre, Dan Marino, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. For running backs, we had somebody say Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, Jim Brown, LaDainian Tomlinson, and Emmett Smith. And last but not least, for wide receivers, we had Mark Schwenke, our friend Mark, said Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Calvin Johnson, and Larry Fitzgerald. Now, all these posts are on our Instagram page, so you can go and um, you can comment on here and you know see who post who your top five players are. There are, there are quite a bit of different answers here, so go ahead and on and give us your opinion on our Instagram page at Sports and Reports. All right, guys. So again, so thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, next week, we'll have something a lot more juicier because, again, uh, them stimulus checks are coming through, people. So uh, definitely, definitely stay locked in and always stay close.